The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Transforms. This is Galen McDowell. Uh, today, we're wrapping up the series on the mental equivalent by Emmett Fox, and this is important because uh, we're about to go into our Christmas break. So after this show, we won't have any live shows until the new year. So I want to make sure that we go out with a bang, and obviously, you'll still be getting your good quality uh you know, repeat episodes of this show and the other shows on Unity Online Radio after this week. Um, so to wrap up, we've been covering The Mental Equivalent by Emmett Fox. Uh, it's a booklet that is produced by Unity, and it's a small booklet, but I always tell people that this booklet has more information in it that you can use in a practical way than most books that I have. Um, I absolutely consider Emmett Fox to be a new thought metaphysical genius. And I know that without a shadow of a doubt, uh, you can benefit from studying his material. So let's go ahead and get started with the material. Uh, we're covering today maintaining the new equivalent. And it states, uh, it is always good to make a practical experiment, so I advise you to take a single problem in your life, something you want to get rid of or something you want to obtain, and change your thought about this thing and keep it changed. Do not be in, in a hurry to select your problem. Take your time. Do not tell anyone you are doing this. If you tell a friend about it, you are thereby strongly affirming the existence of the problem which is the very thing you're trying to get rid of, et cetera, et cetera. So, he, so he's saying, pick something to work on in your life, just one thing, and dedicate yourself to one basic thing to change your thought about it and keep it changed. Now, I know that might sound simple, but he's saying no matter what, change your thought about it. And keep it changed. Don't vacillate. Don't go back and forth. You know, uh, reason with it, etc. Change your thought about it. And keep it changed. 
And whatever you have to do far as your mental work, prayer work, meditation work, visualization, study, whatever it is that will keep and maintain that thought change, do it. All right. So he goes on to say that when you are not doing that, um, uh, you're making it real in your subconscious mind. He talks about, you know, you're making these things very real to your subconscious mind when you're talking about the problems to other people. He also says that also your spiritual energy is leaking away as electricity does in what we call the ground. So it's important that all of the mental energy goes toward changing your thought and keeping it changed. Changing your thought and keeping it changed. That's very important. So as you work with this concept, recognize that you are doing something very, 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 very special. And what that very special thing is that you're doing is keeping your thought changed completely. Again, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. All right. So now he goes on to say on uh, maintaining the new equivalent, take your problem and change your mind concerning it and keep it changed for a month. And you will be astonished at the results you will get. Now, what's interesting about this process is he's not saying do anything else other than change your thought about it and keep it changed. Keep it changed. Now, why is this important? Because if you change your thought about something and you keep it changed, your feelings around it will change. Your conversations around it will change. And your actions around it will change, which creates another experience for you concerning it. Again, take your problem and change your mind concerning it and keep it changed for a month. So 30 days, no matter what happens, I'm going to keep my mind stayed on this one thing that I that I desire, the desired result. Let me be clear, the desired result. You don't want to spend 30 days thinking about a problem. You want to spend 30 days thinking about the desired result. Uh, allow it to get to the space to where it is fascinating to you. No matter what, it's fascinating to you. Make sure that you have the space mentally to, to do whatever needs to be done to make it work. All right. Now, he goes on to say, if you really do keep your thought change, you will not have to wait a month and you will be astonished at the results you will get. Again, if you really keep your mind changed, because let's just be honest, how often do we really keep our minds really truly changed for a whole month around any given thing without doing the mental gymnastics that we do around the thing. Well, what about this? Or what about that? What if I look at it this way? Instead of looking at it that way. Instead of, I won't be moved around this. 
I won't be moved from this position. And keeping your mind legitimately changed on one thing. All right. He says, if you really change your thought and keep it changed, the demonstration may come in a few hours. You know, one of the things that Jesus taught was, he said, you know, you know, that for those who could see that the fields were already white for harvest. You know, that normally there's a time of seed time and harvest. But for those who could spiritually see, God had already prepared the harvest. But there were no laborers to reap the harvest. So when you can really hold, let me restate that, when you can really change your mind and keep it changed and hold it, in pure conviction, that transformation of consciousness has to show up as an outer demonstration. As within, so without. As within, so without. No matter what. As within, so without. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. As within, so without. Be very mindful about how well you can concentrate on one thing. You know, these days people, uh, because we're so distracted by devices, phones, tablets, computers, laptops, everything is automated. That it's easy to get caught up in, you know, the, the social media, in the emails, in the inboxes, et cetera, or watching the highlights of somebody else's life. That stopping and concentrating on a thing that you want to do sometimes is challenging for people. Um, some people feel as though that they can't be educated without entertainment. In other words, can you make this fun for me to learn? Can you make this exciting for me to learn it? Well, that's all great, but that's not necessarily always going to be the way people learn things. Sometimes you have to concentrate on what it is you say you desire, and you won't get it, or you won't get the information, or you won't get the transformation without the concentration. So if you're talking about maintaining the new equivalent, part of that is understanding that concentration is needed and necessary for the demonstration you say you desire it's really important it's really important moving on he goes on to say but to keep tensely looking for the demonstration is really affirming the existence of the problem is it not the secret is to keep your thought changed into the new condition to keep your thought carefully, quietly expressive of the new condition that you want to produce. Believe what you are thinking. And to prove that you believe it, you must act the part. Oh, that is powerful. You must act the part. Now, why is this so necessary? If you're trying to prove something Part of proving something is proving that it doesn't currently exist. 
So that's why you have to be relaxed and concentrated at the same time that you're seeing and being and believing the new state. You've taken your intention and feeling off of the old thought and you put your intention and feeling on the new thought. You've taken your clarity and conviction off of the old thought and you put your clarity and conviction on the new thought again. He's saying that you have to believe what you are thinking, except that it's true. And to prove that you believe it, you must act the part. Then he goes on to say, by changing your mind about your problem in this way and keeping it changed, you are building a new mental equivalent, an equivalent excuse me, a mental equivalent of harmony and success, and that mental equivalent, as we know, must be outpictured in your experience. So as you, again, are taking the thought off of the old thought to the new thought, as you're taking your feeling off of the old thought to the new thought, as you remove your belief from the old thought to the new thought, you are building the new mental equivalent or the pattern through which God as divine law will fulfill. Again, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, whatever a mind sows, so shall he reap. But you sow mentally, not just in action, not just in word. You are sowing mentally. By the patterns that you hold in mind that are the basis for your feelings, that are the basis for your belief system, that are the basis for your conversation, that are the basis for your actions and reactions. Again, you're building a new mental equivalent. We're getting really close to our first break, so let me uh, cover a few things. If any of you all want to call in, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Also, uh, this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, uh, is supported by your donations for so as you freely receive freely give uh if you're listening to this show live or later on the website or via podcast on itunes or stitcher or any other means uh please go on unity.fm click on the giving or donate button and help support this online ministry these messages go around the world and for it to reach where it needs to reach the money substance that is needed for it to do what it needs to do uh, needs to happen. So I'm holding the mental equivalent that everything that is needed for Unity Online Radio to continue to enhance itself and present these messages to help transform the collective consciousness of the world is out there. So as you freely receive, freely give. Um, your your you are needed. You and your individual contribution. So we're going to take our first break. And we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. 
Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. It is the birthright of each and every one of us to live an awakened life. Most religions and spiritual traditions teach us that we need to adopt a certain belief system or follow some prescribed steps to attain a state of enlightenment. A long-held belief about awakening is that only a small number of people destined to become gurus or spiritual teachers can attain it. It is certainly true that until recent times, only a small number of people on the planet had attained this state of full self-realization. These saints, mystics, and spiritual masters were seen as special. They certainly were at the time. However, times are changing. This message was brought to you by T.J. Woodward, host of Awakened Living Radio. Learn more from T.J. on his weekly podcasts. Episodes are available on unityonlineradio.org, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm teaching the mental equivalent uh, by Emmett Fox. Uh, before I get back into the booklet, I want to re- let you know that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Um, it's the quickest way to get in contact with me. Um, my request is that you go on the Facebook, if you're on Facebook, like the page, give it a five-star review, and write a positive review. It helps when people are looking for the show um, and the algorithms and all of that other stuff. Also, this show is offered on iTunes and Stitcher. Stitcher is an Android app. My request, again, is that you write a five-star rating, give it a five-star rating, rather, and write a positive review. Um, let people know um, what the deal is. 
when it comes to shows like this on Unity Online Radio, again, if you've been blessed by it, if you have received uh, something of benefit, something that has helped you in your spiritual journey, then let people know about it. Um, let's not hide our light under a bushel basket, as Jesus would say, um, but let it shine. Let's put it up on a hill. Let people know that the work we are doing at Unity Online Radio is making a difference in your life because uh it works only if we work it and we work it together uh the part i need for you to do is to make sure that you're doing the reviews writing the reviews giving the five star ratings uh sharing liking the pages etc cetera, etc cetera, whatever we need to do to make this work all right so let's get back to it he says on page 30 for a while you find that your thought will keep slipping back into the old rut such is the force of habit. But if you are quietly persistent, you will gain the victory. It is always a little difficult to change a habit, but it can be done. And then a new habit becomes easier than the wrong old habit. And that is how you, and that is how a new mental equivalent is built. Again, your mind is going to go back to the old thing. But you have to continually pull your mind back. Every time your mind starts to stray, pull it back. Um, anybody who's ever uh, owned a dog or walked a dog, one of the things that you'll notice that with a dog is you have a leash. And the reason why you have a leash is, okay, you give the dog a certain amount of space to run and, you know, and do what it needs to do while it's walking. But the leash allows the owner to pull and tug on the leash to make sure the dog is going in the direction that you wanted to go. Sometimes dogs get distracted. Ooh, another dog. Ooh, a squirrel. Ooh, you know, want to run in somebody's yard or go in another direction. And it's important that the dog understands that the owner is going in this direction and this is what we're, where we're going. It doesn't make a difference what's grabbing the dog's attention. What's important is we're going in this direction. And the dog is supposed to be doing what the owner, uh, wants done. I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of the dog whisperer. Uh, and one of the things the dog whisperer always says is there's no such thing as a bad dog, only bad owners. And I will say that there's really no such thing as, as a thought on its own being negative. It's the undisciplined mind of the owner that creates and allows these undisciplined thoughts to turn into other things that distract and many times um, cause havoc in our lives. So just be mindful of that. You got to pull the leash of your own thought back and say, no mind, this is where we're going. No mind, this is what we're putting our attention on, no matter what. As Reverend Coleman used to say, I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. So again, he says, change your mind and keep it changed. Do not talk about the negative thing or act as if it was there. Act your part as though the new condition were really excuse me, were already in being in the outer. If you will do this, the new condition will will presently appear in the outer because the outer is always but the projection or the outpicturing of the inner. (laughs) I read so fast sometimes that I trip over my own words because my mind is processing it so quickly. Let me slow down. 
Let me read that last part again. If you will do this, the new condition will will presently appear in the outer because the outer is always but the projection or the outpicturing of the inner. So again, this is about disciplining the mind to, to change it and keep it changed because again, as within, so without. We have to keep that in mind consistently that you're not outperforming your consciousness. You can't think one way, feel uh, one way, have your inner conversation going one way and then have an outer experience that's totally different than that. Because even if the outer experience were different, experiences rather, were different, you couldn't see it because your consciousness wouldn't allow it. So he says, we project our own belief and call it experience. And this gives us the clue to the difference between a true action and a false or unreal action. Again, we project our belief. We project what we believe is true. All right. So let's deal with this thing called true action. He says, true action on page 31 is one that really changes things that gets you somewhere. A false action does not. For example, if your car has traction, it is moving. That is true action, and you will presently reach your destination. But if it does not have traction, there will there will be movement, vibration, but you will not get anywhere. You are wearing out the engine and perhaps the tires, but you do not get anywhere. The same thing happens when a soldier is marking time, as we say. He is tiring himself and wearing out his shoes, but not getting anywhere. These are examples of false action. So if the soldier is marching in place, over just standing there, marching in place, they're utilizing the energy. The body is burning fuel. The body is sweating. The heartbeat is pumping blood harder and harder to the extremities of the body but you're not going anywhere false action and many times we're doing a lot of mental work but we're not necessarily accomplishing anything because it's false action it's not getting us where we say we want to go false action it's not sending us it's not putting us in a position to succeed all right he goes on to say he gives an example so people will know what he means and again i can't cover every point in this booklet but I do want to just give some of his examples. He says, suppose you have a difficult letter to write or a sermon or a lecture to prepare. Suppose you sit in front of a sheet of paper and draw circles and, and cut the pencil to pieces or tear your hair. That would be false action, and many people do just that. Such actions get you nowhere. To decide what you are going to say, to start a current of thought and then write it down is true action. You will note that the difference is that in the false action, you begin from the outside. You had not prepared your thoughts. You tried to begin writing. 
with true action, you got your thoughts in order first and then the writing or outer activity followed. A false action means deadlock. A true action is always fruitful. True activity is always from within outward. False activity tries to work from without inward. One is centrifugal and the other is centripetal. If you want to be technical, in other words, inside out, either inside out or outside in. All right. All right. So. He gives several examples that I'm not going to get into now because I want to make sure that I'm maintaining the pace of what we're doing. Uh, All right. So. He goes on to say. On page 34, after he gave example after example of example of true action versus false action, most people know that these things are true. They know that they are true for pictures and stories in business life, but they do not recognize that they are equally true for the things of the soul. Yes, such is the case. If you pray and meditate from the outside just because you think it is a duty or because you feel guilty, if you do not, your prayers will be dead. You will get no demonstration and make no spiritual progress and you will get no joy. But if you feel that when you are praying and meditating, you are visiting with God and that these moments are the happiest in the 24 hours, then you are working from within outward. Your spiritual growth will be fruitful and you will grow very rapidly in spiritual understanding. When you pray in this way, there is no strain and your soul is filled with peace. So, again, he's saying. Don't do it just to do it. Jesus called this vain repetition that people do outer religious uh, observances just to be doing it. It's a part of the culture. It's a part of of the tradition. But it's really no intimacy involved in it. Prayer is an intimate act. Meditation is an intimate act. What do I mean by that? It requires a deep feeling of oneness and connection. So when you are in your prayer time, you're developing the consciousness that this is really my appointment with God. Really my appointment with God. And we treat it as such. How would you really treat a real appointment with the creator and sustainer of the universe? How do you think that time should be treated? Because if you look at your prayer and meditation time from that perspective, it'll change how you think. It will change how you think. My prayer time is my time alone with God, the God in me. The God that is revealed through me. Christ in me, my hope of glory. When you look at it differently, it allows you to align your your mind, your mentality with the concept or the understanding that I'm being fed spiritually, that I'm being inspired, that I'm being informed that I'm being guided, that I'm being healed, 
that I'm being prospered, that I'm being sustained by the infinite power of the Holy Spirit within me. But if I'm just doing it just to be doing it, saying the Lord's Prayer just wrote, uh, saying the prayer for protection just wrote, recognizing, uh, not recognizing the, the intimacy of the words that are being stated, then they're just vain repetition. Or if we're doing it trying to make it happen, make it work, it still doesn't work. He wrote that on page 35, the great enemy of prayer is a sense of tension. When you are tense, you're already working from the outside inward. Tension in prayer is probably the greatest cause of failure to demonstrate. Remember that the mind always stops working when you're tense. When you think I must demonstrate this or I must get that in three days, you are tense. You're using your willpower and you will do more harm than good. Then he wrote, remember this, the door of the soul opens inward. If you if you will remember this, it will save you years and years of waiting for demonstrations. Write in your notebook, the one you carry in your pocket or in your phone now. Not the notebook you keep in your desk because that is a mausoleum or better still. Write it on a card and place it on your dresser. The door of the soul opens opens inward. And pray to God that you may remember that that truth every time you turn to God in prayer. You know what it means when a door opens inward. The harder you push against it, the tighter you close it. When you press or force or hurl yourself against it, you only close it on yourself. When you relax and draw back, you give it a chance to open. In all the theaters and all other public buildings, the building doors open outward. The law insists upon this because crowds are apt to become panic-stricken. And when they push, and if the doors open inward, the people would imprison themselves and would be killed. The door of the soul opens inward. That is the law. Relax mentally. He's giving clues. Relax mentally. Draw away from your problem spiritually. And the action of God will open the door for you and you will be free. Mm. Relax mentally. Draw away. In other words, pull your attention away from the problem. Again. You're solution oriented. Draw your draw away from your problem spiritually and the action of God will open the door for you and you will be free. Can you accept that? That there's a part you do and there's a part that God does. You do your part and you let God do God's part. That's where the trust comes in. That's where the faith comes in. You have a part. God has a part. It's not God's responsibility to handle your part. It's not your responsibility to handle God's part. That's why you have to trust. All right, so we're coming up on our second break.
So uh, we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, yet again, Emmett Fox starts to give some examples about um, in, in the booklet about how you can work with um, letting yourself out of your own prison. And, you know, he gives an example about a person that was in a dungeon um, who could have let himself out but didn't. And I'll allow you to read that on your own because um, it's really interesting. But what where I want to go is on page 38. He says, we are all living in some kind of prison. Some of us in one kind, some in another, some in a prison of lack, some in a prison of remorse and resentment, some in a prison of blind, unintelligent fear, some in a prison of sickness. But always the prison is in our thought and not in the nature of things. Again, but always the prison is in our thought and not in the nature of things. What I want to say about this point is um, very direct. What are you afraid of right now? What has you in a space of uneasiness 
is there anything that you've become resigned about? In other words, what difference does it make? You become indifferent, believing that it can't change or won't change. Now, again, we're talking about your life, not anybody else's. This is really important. Why? Because when we start to learn teachings like new thought, metaphysics many times the first thing we start to do is to think about how it could help and benefit and change somebody else and we want to work on their lives first without working on ours i'm not saying that you can't be a a stand for someone else that you can't pray for somebody else that you can't stand in the gap as the old church folks used to say but as that old song that people used to sing when I was a little kid, it came out in my grandmother's uh, time. Papa may have and mama may have, but God bless the child that has his own. Get this truth for yourself First, get your desired or preferred demonstrations first. Increase your spiritual consciousness first. Build your new mental equivalence first. And then help somebody else from your evolved and enlightened consciousness. That's really important. Then help someone from your evolved and enlightened consciousness. Because when you are trying to help somebody get out of the hole, when you're in the hole, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to push somebody out of the ditch when you're in the ditch, when you're in the hole, then it is to pull somebody out of the hole. If you if you have a rope or if you have a hand and you're from in the superior position of being out of the hole, it's easier to pull somebody out than it is to be down there with them and try to push them up and out. You get out first. Because it is easier to climb out of the hole when you don't have a lot of weight holding you down. I'm not saying don't help other people. What I am saying is get your mind and life together first. Get your mind and get your life together first work this truth for yourself first put your attention and intention on your goals and desires first get your health first get your prosperity first Get your success 
first. Get your forgiveness and release first. Get your relational situation together first. And then help people as a practitioner of truth, not a pretender of truth. Emmett Fox goes on to say on page 38, there is no truth in our seeming problems. There is no reality in lack. There is no power in time or conditions to make us old or tired or sick. The Jesus Christ teaching and the unity movement in particular comes to us and says, you are not locked in a prison of circumstances. You are not chained in any dungeon. In the name of God, turn the handle, walk out, and be free. In the name of God, turn the handle, walk out. And be free. That's all you have to do. But you got to do it in the name of God. What does in the name of God mean? In the name of God means in the nature of God. In the nature of good. In the nature. The nature of something is its essential character. So when you say in the name of God. You're saying in the nature of absolute good. Turn. Turn. Turn away. From the thoughts of bondage sickness lack and unhappiness turn the handle mentally walk out take your attention and feeling away from the old thought and put your attention and feeling on the new thought on the new situation on the new freedom and be free So he goes on to say, build a mental equivalent of freedom, of vibrant physical health, of true prosperity, of increasing understanding and achievement from God. You have to build it. You have to build it. You are bringing the formless into the formed. And the only way you do that is by building the new mental equivalent. He says, build it by thinking of it, thinking of it, not just right now, not just five minutes from now, not just one hour from now, not just tonight, not just in the morning. I'm saying you have to become fascinated with it, become fascinated, build it by thinking of it. Having faith in it and acting the part. So not only are you having clarity of thought and conviction of feeling, you are literally acting the part. Acting as if. You're not faking it. You're faithing it. He says, and the old limitation equivalent will gradually fade out. In other words, it will die of starvation because you're not giving it any of your mental energy. He says, for the door is unlocked, 
and the voice of God in your heart says, be free. Again, build it. Build this new mental equivalent by thinking of it. Become fascinated with it. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Having faith in it. Faith is your yes to God. You're saying yes. And acting the part. That means you're not having conversations and you're not engaging in activities that are inconsistent with what you say you're holding in your mind. And the old limitation equivalent will gradually fade out. Why? Because you have removed the mental energy that is sustaining it. This is the secret to working and building and creating the life you desire. You have to have the mental equivalent. You have to have the mental equivalent no matter what. If you do the outer things and you don't have the mental equivalent, you can show up, you can go to church, you can take classes, you can go to the best seminars on the planet. And if your mental equivalent doesn't change, you'll find yourself back where you began or close to it. This takes work, y'all. This takes work. You don't get it by osmosis. This takes work. So I want you all to be mindful of that. We only got about a minute left, so I do want to remind you again that um, we're about to go into our winter break. And uh, therefore, there will be no new shows um, until the new year. Um, there again, we'll be playing the podcast from previous episodes of my show and the other shows after this week. So don't plug out. Stay tuned in. If you've heard the shows before, this show or other shows that you listen to, stay plugged in. Listen to them anyway. It's important that you stay in the consciousness of that which you say you desire. And if this show or other shows are helping you get from point A to point B, don't disconnect. Stay in tune with what it is that you say you desire. So you can produce the consciousness that you desire. So I want to wish everyone a wonderful Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Ramadan, whatever you uh, um, practice or if you don't practice any of it. God bless you. And in the new year, we're going to do it bigger, badder and better than ever before. God bless you. I'll be with you next year. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple.
Tens of thousands of listeners, like you, have been transformed through the ministry of Paulette Pipe and her program, Touching the Stillness, one of the longest-running programs on Unity Online Radio. Paulette's latest album of guided meditations, Blissful Stillness, is a new and different experience. The mystical quality of her beautiful voice will reverberate through a Zen-style meditation, a mudra meditation, which are yoga hand positions to deepen your practice, and guided meditations, which we know and love. It features a new instrumental sound by Kelly Hunt with a bonus track by Kathy Zavada. Experience a blissful immersion into quiet and stillness by purchasing your own copy at shop.unityonline.org. Sometimes when we think we love someone, we're actually loving what we think the other person may be able to give us. Love at its highest level demands nothing in return. Love is much more than an emotion. It is an inner quality that sees good everywhere and in everybody. It insists that all is good, and by refusing to see anything but good, it tends to cause that quality to appear uppermost in itself and in other things. Ask yourself, what kind of love am I radiating? Do I love with no concern about what I'll receive in return? Make the choice to love unconditionally, purely for the sake of loving. You'll become a healing, harmonizing influence on everyone and everything in your world. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. At Metaphysical Rock 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. you might feel so alone with your problems you don't know where to turn we invite you to call silent unity the 24 7 prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love no matter what's going on in your life silent unity is always standing by the toll-free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY What got you started on your spiritual path? Minister and radio host Paul John Roach says his path began when he heard George Harrison of the Beatles talking about Hindu philosophy and meditation. Paul John writes about it in the current edition of Unity Magazine. And don't miss the interview with Eben Alexander, the neurologist whose near-death experience led him to write Proof of Heaven. It's all in the September-October edition of Unity Magazine. Go to unity.org and click on Publications. 